Latter-day Saint Home Educators is pleased to bring you this audio presentation recorded live during the May 2023 Youth Education Conference held in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Um, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. I'm sure you guys have heard it. I think it's a doctrinal mastery kind of thing. Okay, they don't call it scripture mastery. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lead not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Okay, so let's talk about trust a little bit today. When I say the word trust, what comes to mind? Trust what? Trustful, trustful, okay. Trustworthy. Trustworthy. What is trust? Like, when someone says trust, like I trust this person, what does that mean? Orange. So we mean something, um, knowing, hoping that it's true. Yeah, knowing something and hoping it's true, yeah. Another hand. Knowing something and knowing it's true. And knowing it's true, yeah. Did you have something? Be- believing something is true. The belief is so, so strong, you just know. Yeah. You can, like, lean on them or, like, rely on them. You can lean on them, rely on them. Okay, back to you. I think, you know, what you point out on leaning on them and relying on them is that it's a relationship. It's not just one way. It does take So it's a two-way street. Like we know that they're going to do something. Yeah, Nelson, do you have something? I uh, I was thinking of trust. Like you're going to fall the trust fall where you like fall back and you. That takes a lot of trust, though. Really, I've done that. Like kind of freaks you out, especially if the person that is going to catch you, you don't know. Yeah. 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 It's kind of. Feels like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the worst. Like when they like think they're funny and they go all the way to the ground and so you're like falling back and you're like, whoa. Anyway, they catch you the last second. Yeah, that freaks me out. Okay. All right. So what's the difference? Okay, the scripture says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Okay, think of that phrase. What is the difference between trusting and trusting with all thine heart? Trust. I love this one. Yes. um, So trusting is... Obviously, a two-way thing, mm-hmm. but trusting with wholeheartedly. It's it's like when you're making the egg sandwich. Like the egg sacrifices, sorry, the chicken sacrifices the egg, but the pig sacrifices himself for the bacon. That's awesome. So actually, I think I wasn't the one that made that up. Someone else. Did. I to, so you've got an egg sandwich, and the the chicken represents trusting like giving its egg, okay, but they didn't die. So they didn't give their whole heart. But the pig had to sacrifice its whole self to give the bacon. Okay, yeah. I think maybe another part of that is, you know, not letting our doubts or perceptions or, you know, fears or things get in the way of that trusting, trusting with our whole heart. Ah. You know, uh, maybe an example would be a gardener or a sower of seeds, you know. Maybe the seed won't grow, but that doesn't keep the planter from planting the seed. From planting it and doing it. So you're, you're believing and it, your doubts aren't holding you back. Perfect. That is beautiful. I love that. 
You want to come up and do this class? Okay. You do awesome. Okay. <laughs> okay. So kind of what you said, like trusting with all your heart is like it's purposeful. Like you're intentionally trusting that person. It's not just kind of like, okay, it's not like a passive thing at all, right? So every day you wake up and you trust in like hundreds of things each day, okay? So for example, go ahead. You set your alarm hoping that you're trusting that alarm's going to go off, right? And that it'll wake you up. Orange. Trusting that the chair won't break underneath you. Trusting that the chair won't break underneath you, yeah. Your stove will work. Your stove will work? But we have made of metal, so that's high, highly unlikely. So, okay, so there's a point. Okay, so if you had a chair made that was kind of wobbly, like made out of, I don't know, something not very strong, like or a an old wood, chair. or a chair that was made out of steel, like these ones kind of at least the frame is, which one would you trust more? The wood. Trust them both the same. You trust them both? Okay, which one you, would you trust more would actually hold me that I could sit down and not fall through? Steel. Steel, why? It's a sturdier material. It's sturdier. How do you know it's sturdier? Because I've tested it before. You've tested it. Okay, okay, there we go. Yeah, you've tested it. Okay, is there anything else that we trust in during the day? Like every day of our life? Clean water. Clean water, electricity. Like you open the fridge and you trust that there's going to be food, right? What'd you say? Cars? Cars? Yep. The cars will work. On the way here, Monday, we have a van. And we're driving down the mountain because I'm from Ohio. And all of a sudden, the van is going <laughs> as we're going down a hill, you know? We prayed we'd get here safely, so I had trust that we'd get here, and we got here. Had to get my brakes fixed yesterday, but that's okay. We got here. That was all that matter. So, cars, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. There's cars. Uh, there's this thing, so there's a in the mountains. We saw one on our way here. Like those ramp, the runaway truck ramps. I have always wanted to go on one of those. Like seriously, I think that would be the coolest thing. I think I would get in trouble, but maybe not. Like maybe it was actually, anyway. I was actually tempted because it was going, anyway, that's like totally going off. Okay, so we trust in all these things, right? Okay, so what about people? Okay, let's think about people. How do you decide if a person is trustworthy? Okay, orange and purple. Um, if they don't poison your dinner. If they don't poison your dinner, perfect. Something they have not done, okay. Well, there's a difference between being friendships and acquaintances. Friendship, you know the person for quite a long time, but acquaintanceship is when you just met someone just right then or you have them. So they've kind of proved themselves, like they have a track record, yeah. Their history of how they act with you, like he said, like I think not only how they treat you, but how they've treated others in the past. I know like you could be with someone and they could be super nice to you, but then you hear someone else talk about how mean they were to someone else, and then you're kind of left wondering if you can be Are they talking about you behind your back, someone else? Yeah, so like their whole who they are as a person. Anything else? Okay. All right. Um... Where am I? Okay. So think a second. Have you ever been somewhere that you had to be like dropped off at and you were waiting for your parents to pick you up and you had decided and they didn't show up when it, they said they would? Okay. All right. So you sit there and you like, 
at first it's kind of like fun and just uh, whatever, and then like you know everybody else is leaving, and you're like looking at your watch, and you're like, uh, 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 so five minutes, ten, you know that kind of thing. Okay, so it starts getting a little like scary, anxious. anxious maybe that's a better word. Okay, depending on you, like you know, and and so, but why like why do we get scared? Okay, we get scared because the trust thing has been messed with, right? Okay, so they have a track record of doing what they said they would do, and all of a sudden they didn't. And so we get a little scared. Now, we start getting worried because they're not there when they said they'd be, and we start thinking, oh, God, maybe they're never going to show up, blah, blah, blah. But we really know in the back of our heads, like our parents are always going to show up and pick us up. Like, they're never going to just drop us off and, hey, good luck, you know, kind of thing. That's not how it worked, okay? So, but at that moment, our trust was a little shaky, like it on shaky grounds, right? Okay. Um, so, let me ask you another question. Why do you trust your parents? Like, have you done a complete background check on them? Like, make sure they don't have any criminal records. Have you talked to their, like, really good friends and made sure that they're, like, a trustworthy person, that they're, like, nice and stuff? Have you interviewed them? Okay, mom, dad, let's have an interview. Can you be trustworthy? You know, kind of thing. Have you done any of those things? No, no I haven't. Okay, so why do you trust your parents? Like, why? They give you choices. They give you choices. For good or bad. You have to choose from that because they, they experienced it before. Okay, so they give you choices, but what else do they do? Like, okay, so you made the choice. Let's say you make a good choice or a bad choice. What happens after you make a choice? We all know. Learn from Consequences. Consequences, thank you. Do they let you experience the consequences? Yeah. But how does that increase your trust in them? Does that even make sense? Really? Like, here's your parent, right? And they love you and they want what's best for you. And they're giving you a choice and yay, we got freedom and we make a bad choice. But why do I have to have a consequence? Like, if they love me, if they really, you know, then they wouldn't. Okay. Uh, then go back. Back first. Go ahead. Me? Um, uh, I was going to say, um, the fact that your parents can let you uh, consequences would be a way that they have a bigger picture, that they're always looking out for you. So you know that they have a bigger picture, right? And they know what's best. Okay. Yeah. Because I'm not too scared that they're my head. They're not, they could, like, protect you from the things that you experience when making bad choices, like, try to prove to you that, oh, the world is perfect, and you know what Then if you get out into the real world, you realize it wasn't that way, and you'll lose trust in them because you, they were being untruthful to you. And at the same time, you also gain more trust if you make choices, and they let you experience the consequences, because then you learn how to rely on them, because then you can have help getting out of So your parents are being very honest. They say that this is a good choice, this is a bad choice, and, they, and they're being honest by letting you experience that. Yeah? Without bad consequences, true. True. Without the consequences. Absolutely. Um, okay. So our parents have also done tons for us in the past, right? So we were babies. There's like all these little babies around. They're so cute. They take care of us like when we're babies. They make sure we're fed. Um, when you were little and you tried to play in the road, they made sure you didn't so you didn't get hit. When um, 
you tried to eat bugs, they told you that probably wasn't a good idea. You know, not that you didn't do it, but <laughs> um, okay. Um, so your parents take care of you, and you trust them because they've been taking care of you a long, long time. And so you feel like every, that they, what they're going to do is going to be something to trust. Okay. All right. So we've kind of talked about this a little bit before, the chair thing. How easy is it to trust someone you don't know? Like, if you, even this is homeschool, LDSHE, it's, we know everybody that comes is like absolutely amazing, but you meet someone just like two people we don't know, okay? Like, I don't know. I don't know you. What's your name? Egan, is that right? Okay, yeah. Egan. I'm sure you're like a fantastic person, but I don't know you. So I am not going to bring, if I had a two-year-old, which I don't, she's like six. I'm not going to bring my two-year-old and he like, Egan, can you watch my two-year-old for me? Yeah, I got that. Right? I'm sure you could totally do it. Okay, but like I know Nelson, okay? Him and I go way back. Okay, so I could leave my two-year-old with Nelson because I know him, right? So is that it? Is because we know that person? Is that have, does that have, we trust them, right? And we trust them because we know, like I know Nelson would never let anything happen to my child. Now Egan probably would never let anything happen to my child either, but I haven't seen it. I haven't experienced it, right? Okay. So learning to trust or strengthen our trust in Heavenly Father works the exact same way. Okay, we have to know him, or we at least have to strive and be trying to get to know him, and we need to spend time with him. Okay, we have to know God before we can trust him. And it takes effort, and it takes a desire. It's not a passive thing. Trust with all thine heart. Okay? Okay, so what are some basic things, Sunday school answers, of how we can get to know our Heavenly Father? Reading our scriptures. Reading our scriptures. Primary answers. That's what they are, really. Go ahead. What else? Pray. Okay, praying. Go to church. Taking the sacrament. Taking the sacrament. Singing songs. Singing songs. I like that one. Temple. temple. Going to the temple. Being active in service, nice. Anything else? Active in like things you do in the church. Active in the church, being active in stuff, very good. Strengthening our testimonies, um, keeping the Sabbath day holy, going to seminary every morning, okay, going, preparing and going on missions, you know, those kinds of things. Paying our tithing. Um, okay, so does trust just come? Like, even if we read those things, like, read the scriptures, go to church, all that, do all those things that are super important, is it going to guarantee that it comes? Why? You're shaking your head. Why won't it come if I do all those things? Because you don't earn blessings. They, us doing those things helps us see blessings. They don't see the blessings that God has already given us. It doesn't mean that we're going to get them. So if they don't come, it's not because like we're doing something wrong or that God is ignoring us. It's because of his timetable, the thing that we're thinking of isn't what he wants to give us. Beautiful. And, yeah. I think that first of all, it doesn't matter. It's a desire that comes from your heart. Um, 
there is this uh, thing this one lady said um, she was like her child was in the backseat and sometimes someone would say like go faster in the car and she was like okay safe go a little bit faster sleep. and it all says like things is like keep on and so she said uh and they were at a stoplight and the trucks and cars and big semis going by and the baby all of a sudden said mom go step on the gas pedal she's like no we're gonna crash i can't do that and she related it to god who's in the front and we're in the back and we have to trust him that he'll make the right decisions and in the other class the first one is when they're talking about pride and how that can sometimes come in the way of us thinking it's us we're right God, just do what we want. And it's kind of like saying, just go. No, there's traffic there. We're going to crash. We can't do that. That was really good. Did, it, did everybody hear that, kind of? Okay, all right. Um, okay, purple plaid. Cool. Good. <laughs> you have to look at your shirt. <laughs> so when you're, for me, when you're praying and you ask for help or an answer to prayer, <laughs> you expect it to answer right then. But <laughs> that's not how prayer works. He knows that you are wanting that to be answered, mm-hmm. but is given at his own due time. He knows what's best for you, so you have to be patient. Uh, which takes trust, right? Okay, plaid and then there. Um, I think the one that Derek said it before, but the desire and the intent is really the heart of the trust. You know, if mm-hmm. you do those things, like, I mean, we had great answers. We had scriptures, yeah. prayers, uh, you know, seminary and all these things, but if you aren't doing those things, and if you're doing it holiday, which I know I have, you know, then you're not going to be building that relationship. And I think we all do it. Sometimes we, uh, at some point in our life, sometimes we just do it, which is not a terrible thing. Okay, go ahead. I think that even pushing forward and trusting when it might hurt, or like it seems like everything in our life has just completely gone away. Just, you remember it was, uh, it was Elder Uchtdorf or Elder Holland, but they told a parable of a gardener who cut down this that was meant to be a fruit bush and the bush was just like why did you cut me down I was such a big tree and the garden was like I know what I want you to be you just have to trust me and then uh, later on the bush like after it's bearing fruit it's just thank you Mr. Gardner for loving me enough to cut me down and I think that like trusting in God even when it seems like he might be cutting us down he has a plan for us it's like pruning a tree okay so we have a place we moved to a place a few years ago that has old apple trees okay and I mean the trunks are huge and they were just overgrown and it was crazy and so I didn't know anything about pruning but I did a lot of research and they said you have to cut it and so here I am the first year I'm like I'm sorry Mr. Tree I'm sorry but I had to cut it and now it's like this beautiful tree you know and it's got gets the blossoms and everything like that yeah I kind of think the like pruning them, cutting off the ones we have to do, and they look so small. And we have to do it with ours too. Yeah. And now they're actually doing really good. And it's kind of like, child, child, you're like, God, please help me out of this. And he's like, just wait. He knows, he trusts, yeah, he knows, and I think that's it. Yeah, he knows what we, he knows what we were before we came into this world, okay, in this life. And he knows what we can become. And he sees it perfectly, absolutely perfectly. One thing I do want to say that those primary answers, the doing part, those are things we can check off in a box, right? I mean, yeah, you read your scriptures every day. You have to check it off every day. But you can check, yes, I read my scriptures today. 
I woke up in the morning. That's one of my kids. They're, they have morning things they have to get done. And one of them is scriptures and one of them is prayers. They can check it off. They did it, right? Desire, trust, love, those are not things. Charity, you can't check those off. And those are the things that get us closer to Heavenly Father. Those other things that we can check off help us get there, help us to get a desire, help us to get more trust. But it's, we can't check them off. Okay. Um, okay, pray always. Oh, 2 Nephi 32.9. Behold, but behold, I say unto you that ye must pray always and not faint, that ye must not perform anything unto the Lord, save in the first place ye shall pray unto the Father in the name of Christ, that he will consecrate thy performance unto thee, that thy performance may be for the welfare of thy soul. Okay, that last part stuck out to me this last time I read this. That I've always heard that pray always, you know, keep a prayer in your heart, you know, that kind of thing. Whenever you're doing something, Heavenly Father, pray. But why are we praying? Because we are praying that it will help us, that we could become closer to Him. It was kind of cool. Okay, so what are some people in the scriptures that trusted God? Like some of the people that we like. What's your favorite? Nephi. Nephi. He's awesome. Yeah. Abraham. Moroni. Moroni. Alma. Alma, Alma. Younger and elder. Same. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And another one. Think of it and let me know. Anybody else? Ammon. He is my absolute favorite. Joseph Smith. Mormon. Mosiah. The apostles. Any of them. Enoch. Mary. Mary. Oh, thank you, friend. Yeah. Christ. Christ. Absolutely. Do you have one? I was going to say Mary. Mary. Perfect. Esther. Esther. Joseph. Joseph, like coat of many colors, Joseph? Both. Both. Okay. All the Josephs. <laughs> Isaac. Anybody else? Okay. Samuel. 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 He's awesome. Like, did you guys ever play Samuel Lame Night? Like, have you ever done that? Like, I'm, my kids playing Samuel Lame Night? Like, my kids are like standing on a wall and they're like, I know you that, like throwing things in here. And they find out they're not Samuel Lame Night. Anyway, okay. Um, okay, so our willingness to follow Jesus Christ, our willingness to trust in Him. Okay, this is a quote by Elder Kevin Pearson. Okay. Our willingness to follow Jesus Christ is directly proportionate to the amount of time we commit to be in holy places. Okay? Our willingness to follow Jesus Christ is directly proportionate to the amount of time we commit to be in holy places. Does that mean we have to hang out in the temple all the time? No. I have two comments. Okay, two comments. Um, so I have two bracelets that I have that said stand in holy places and me not hurt. Um, which, which is related to that. Mm-hmm. But also another one is just wake up and do something. So unfortunately those both of those snap and I can't wear them anymore. But, <laughs> but, I, I, but it's still in your head. But it's still in my yeah. head. It, it just tells me like where where am I at? Like what's my mindset like, if I'm 
That's beautiful. Yes. Yeah. I think that's, that's a real key to being spiritually sound, is being able to understand where you stand with God. Um, and it does take time. It takes time. Trust doesn't just happen like that, does it? No, it takes time. Uh, we had somebody. And also like understanding how to make or understand a holy place. And uh, that's kind of, I heard that quote somewhere. It was basically, there are people that stand holy places, and there are people that make where they stand a holy place. And that's why I love that quote. That is beautiful. Because guess what? This conference is a holy place. I'm not going to cry, but I do that a lot, like every single year at some point. Okay? This conference is a holy place. Okay? You are here. You want to be a better person, right? You're trying to learn. You have people that are building you up and smiling at you. That is a holy place. What are other, some other holy places that you have? The temple. The temple, obviously. Yes. Good one. Home. Church. Church. Okay. What, nature. Oh, yeah. And anyway, like, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Because you can, like you said, you can make it a holy place. I know for some parents it's the bathroom. <laughs> okay, that is totally true. And when you become parents, I think you're going <laughs> to... There's something about in, be, receiving inspiration when you're in the bathroom. I'm not kidding. It's hilarious. Okay, I don't know what it is, but maybe it's like you're, it's your... I don't, we're not going to go there. Okay. All right. <laughs> so... Okay, trusting in the Lord. We have to do it slowly. It doesn't happen just like that, right? We have to take small steps. So what are some of the steps we can take? Okay, the first one. I'm going to just start. If you think of anything, let me know. We can recognize what he's done for us in the past. Okay. So this morning... Um, so my daughter, Emmeline, she's here. She's not in here, this classroom. But um, she's 15. And she, I mean, loves conference, of course. And so last night, she came up to the room early and went to bed. I was like, that's not like her. Like, she's like a social person. And found out she had a headache. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, she'll sleep it off, whatever. She probably didn't drink enough because my kids never do. She woke up this morning bad headache, sore throat, cough, like just feeling terrible, right? So, what's one of the first things we think about? Pray. Pray, definitely, first, and a blessing, right? So I have a friend that lives across, that lives for the next few days. She's across the hall, and her husband is here, and he came and gave her a blessing, okay? Now, she was not blessed that she'd be healed immediately. That wasn't in there, but she'll be fine. Like, she's not dying or anything. But the spirit that was in that room, okay, it's a hotel room, right? Like standing in home places. The spirit that was in that room and the love that was portrayed for her through the blessing was amazing. And it strengthened her testimony and her trust in Heavenly Father that he knows her. So how many here, you can raise your hand, but you don't have to, but just think about it. How many here know without a doubt that your Heavenly Father loves you. If you don't have your hand raised, let me tell you, I know you don't know me, but He loves you so 
much. Hila, if you think of somebody in this world that you know, that you know loves you, okay? He loves you like a million times more than that, more than we can even comprehend. Like I, as a parent, even can't comprehend it. And I've had children that I love that are part of me. But he loves me more than that. And he loves every single one of you that much. Okay. Like I said, I'm not going to cry today. Okay. Um, following God is more about trust than understanding. The miracle happens or answer happens after we exercise faith and trust in him. So you can't be like, okay, Heavenly Father, do this for me and then I'll trust you. That sounds like Mr. Bad Dude in the Book of Mormon. I can't remember his name with Jacob and stuff. Give me a sign and then I'll believe, you know, kind of thing. It's not how it works. Do you have his name? Sharon. Sharon, thank you. I have a hard time remembering the bad guys. That's like asking for the prize. That's like asking for first place before you start the race. Yeah, first place before you start the race. Okay, think of a math problem, okay? Do you get the answer before you start the, solve the problem? Oh, yes. Wouldn't that be nice? Like, yeah. Like, I don't even have to do math. You, get, you had the answer before you solve the problem? I have the answer book. <laughs> that works. <laughs> Actually, I have a son that's really good at math. He's on the mission right now. And um, he was our answer book. Like, anytime we had a math problem, we're like, Carter, what's the answer? Okay, so what are some ways, and this kind of relates to what we talked about before, but what are some ways we could show Heavenly Father we trust Him, like to practice? Like, what are some little ways, some small things we can do that aren't scary, that, like, start building our trust in Heavenly, in Heavenly Father? Keep the commandments. Keep the commandments. Going to seminary. Going to seminary, that's huge. Make and keep covenants, absolutely. Renewing, renewing covenants. You're renewing your covenants. We can do that every single Sunday, right? Now, here's a little thing, then I'll get to you about that. Have you ever, okay, okay, I will say I've done this more than once. You're in sacrament meeting, and the blessing on the sacrament, and they're passing the sacrament, and your mind's like, Oh, did I? Or actually mine is, do all my children have shoes? I don't know. Let me see. Okay. Oh, man. He, I, he needs a haircut. Oh, wow. Okay. So, have any of you done that? Okay, yeah. So I don't think that's like... Yeah. <laughs> okay. I've never done that because I've never passed the sacrament. But yeah. Okay. But yeah, thinking about other things, right? So renewing our covenants... We need to, kind of back to the you can't check the box, right? You can take the bread and water, that's checking the box. But your heart and your mind, you can't check that. But that is what will bring you closer to the Lord, and that is what will bring, increase your, your trust. Okay, did you have something? I was just going to talk about, you know, daily repentance, something the prophet has really, um, oh, I don't want to say campaign for it, but yeah. it really has. Yeah. No, daily repentance, because I don't know how you guys feel about repentance, because they've changed some things and stuff. But when I was a youth, I was raised in the church, I've been a member forever. But when I was like your age, like the word repentance meant that I was like this terrible person, and like I had to like, you know, it was this huge, it was like a punishment, you know? Okay, yeah, I know you've tried your best all day, but at the end of the day, you've still messed up, so you still have to repent. You know, that's kind of my, that, as I thought at that age. 
Okay, but as I've gotten older and hopefully wiser and mirror more experience and all that stuff, I've learned that it's a gift. Like it helps us become closer to Heavenly Father because we are trusting in Him that He will help us, kind of thing. All right. Um, we can also said this recognize what He's done for us already in the past and give thanks to Him. Giving thanks is huge, right? It helps us. If you thank somebody for something, you, like, the other person feels good, but you feel like, I don't know, there's some connection. Like when you're saying thank you, there's like a connection that happens, right? Okay. Um, okay, I'm going to skip some stuff. Okay. Think of a person. Oh, here we go. So in the scripture, it says that trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct their paths, your path. He is promising us that he will show us what to do, right? Okay, so what happens if there's something you've been praying about and you pray and you pray and you pray and you keep praying and there's nothing coming and you keep praying and there's nothing coming. He might not want you to have it. It could be you're asking the wrong question. The wrong question. Oh, An analogy that Brad Wilcox once gave that sometimes answers is like the green light. Is it a lot of green light or a red light? Like, <laughs> it's that yellow light. Is you decide. And, but sometimes that we mistaken that for no answers. We're like, oh, God's ignoring me. No, he might just be saying, you figure it I think the yellow light is the biggest one. The yellow light. It's really huge, yellow. yeah. Okay, so real quick. Okay, real quick. Go ahead. Sometimes it's not time for you to get your answer. Yes, the timing. I think um, a good analogy that Brother Bednar made when he talked about light. I mean, uh, but he talks about how, you know, there's the light switch light that comes on. There's, you know, the sunrise where it gradually more and more and more. Mm-hmm. There's fog where it's blue in, the sun is up, you can't really see it. But you see just enough to take the next step ahead to take the step. And, and he answers in all those ways at different times, right? Okay, so my son Creed, some of you may know him, may not. Anyway, he's on a mission right now. He's in Mexico City. So he turned 18 in October. Okay, he had already graduated. He, he was like determined. He had an older brother who left like a year-ish before him. And he wanted to leave like on his, like as close to his 18th birthday as possible. Like that had been his goal forever. So we started his papers early. We get all this stuff done. We're like on the ball. It's like flying, right? Okay. And he just keeps praying that he gets to go like right when it's time. All of a sudden, we have, not going into details, had all these issues with his dentist. He has totally fine teeth. There's like nothing wrong. But these dentists, it was like this. Everything just weird stuff. Like the dentist didn't have this x-ray. We had to go to this dentist and then this, that, you know, it was just super crazy weird, like weird, weird. And it just kept getting delayed. Finally got his papers in. He's all excited. It ended up sitting somewhere it shouldn't have been sitting. That never happens for like a month. And then he said, no. And then finally he said, no, I need you to go check out this thing. I mean, like all these random things. He's totally healthy. Like nothing's wrong with him, whatever. And it was just being delayed, 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 delayed. Okay. So finally he gets his call, gets to go, he's, go, he's in Mexico City, he got to go to the MTC down there, and um, he finds out 
that there was something that happened just like a month or so before that would have been really bad for him to be there. Okay, I won't go into details. But Heavenly Father knew. Okay, is the desire to go on a mission when you're 18 a good thing? Like, that was awesome, like, right? And he was so excited. But Heavenly Father knew, and he was protecting him. And there's been a few more things that have happened that he has, my son has seen the wisdom of Heavenly Father by delaying it. Okay? Now, we need to trust that God's way is the best way, even if it makes no sense to us. Okay, another quick story. Am I at five yet? Okay, real quick story. So we have moved around like a million times in our marriage, whatever, and so we finally got to a house. It was a flip. We flipped it. We lived there seven years, flipped it, sold it, you know, and actually we got out of debt. Like that was our goal. I'm like, yeah, like we'd been working on that for a long time. Totally out of debt. So we're like, okay, we knew we were going to move, but we had this money like our house had been paid off and so we sold the house so we could use that money to buy another house right and it was okay like it was fine and so we're starting to look around for a house that was within that price range so we could stay out of debt right and so we found some and they were fine but nothing really felt right so my husband finds this house okay it was obnoxiously big let me just tell you that like I'm not used to that kind of thing and I laughed like when we went to go see it I'm like okay honey let's go see it I just laughed because I was like this is funny but it was twice over our budget. Like we could do it because we could dump that into it, you know, and be fine, but we didn't want to. And I was like, but we walked around, whatever. It was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It was a beautiful house. And my husband said, we're supposed to be here. And I was like, okay, well, well, wait a minute. Like this makes absolutely no sense. Henley Fowler's told us to stay out of debt. We just got out of debt, right? Now we're saying go in debt? Like go kill Laban? Like what? You know, kind of thing. But I trusted my husband enough and I trusted the Lord enough that we went ahead and moved there and everything was fine. We were able to get out of debt again and stuff like that. But so many things happened while we were there at that house that I know we were supposed to be there. We don't live there anymore. But I know we were supposed to be there. Okay, so even if it doesn't make sense, especially if it doesn't make sense to you, when he tells us what to do, we can trust him that he knows. He knows us. He knows everything that's going on in the world. Everybody, all the good, all the bad, everything. And he will do everything in his power. Second. Everything in his power to help us, at, if we have that desire, to become more like him. That is his goal in life, is to get us to become like him. Yeah. It's like we're in a giant maze and we can't see over the wall. And Heavenly Father's on a watch. How is he? That is so true. We're in a maze. Yeah. Yeah. And it's our choice, right? It's our choice. I've always, always, always regretted not listening to Heavenly Father and not trusting Him. I've never, ever, ever regretted listening to Him and doing what He's asked. So, I want you guys to... Oh, really real quick. A quote from Hugo, Elder Montoya, uh, Hugo Montoya. I love that name. Okay. Adversity in our lives can cause doubt about the fulfillment of the promises that have been made to us. Please trust our Heavenly Father. He always keeps his promises. And we can learn 
what he wants to teach us. So I want you guys to think about what you can do today to follow the Lord and trust him with all your heart. Okay, I want you to think about that and just keep it in your head. And as you go about today, think about trusting him more. And remember that following God is more about trusting him than understanding his ways. Be around those who trust the Lord. Like here you are, like the next three days, you're like surrounded. Take advantage of it. Get like built up. Like, even as a mom, like, this conference is like my buoy. It, like, just gets me up and gets me going for the next year. Okay? So, I put that challenge out to you guys, and um, I say sing his name, Jesus Christ, too. Latter-day Saint Home Educators is a nonprofit, all-volunteer organization dedicated to providing inspiration to homeschool families. We hope you enjoyed this recording. If you are interested in listening to more recordings or would like to participate in a future conference, please visit our website at ldshe.org.